Look, I know what I heard, and I know what my gut tells me, and I am telling you, there could be dozens of lichens down there. Who knows? Maybe more. Hundreds. We've hunted them to the brink of extinction. Craven's right, Celine. There's not been a den of that magnitude for centuries. Hey folks, welcome to the Man Cave Movie Review, the podcast that reviews the good, the bad, and the ugly movies for men. This is episode 162, and today we're going to be talking about Underworld. Uh, this great and fantastic film stars the absolutely stunningly gorgeous Kate Beckinsale, Scott Speedman, Michael Sheen, and Bill Nighy. Is it Nighy or Nighy? I have no- uh, I- Bill uh, Nighy. Not oh, it's nigh. So I should I not believe. I believe it's nigh. Okay, so my apologies because I can't pronounce English. Well, you always—it's traditional. You have to just <laughs> pronounce somebody's name. Yeah, it's true. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> there is no podcast that goes undone if I can't foobar someone's name. All right, folks. Well, there you go. I am your host, Steve Michaels, and joining is my good and dear friend, Ken. Well, he turns into a wolf every night. Roni. Just for our mathematically inclined listeners, I just want to quickly summarize this movie for you in the form of a mathematical formula. And that mathematical formula is Twilight plus The Matrix equals Underworld. Well, I think we're done there. <laughs> nice. That's, uh, I was, I was kind of like, uh, dumbfounded there for a second and i had to put it all together and wow that pretty much sums up thank you ken all right that's the show folks good night no i'm just kidding uh well folks our other very good and dear friends uh mark uh hold on while i pull this bullet out of my head slover uh unfortunately he's not here to uh unfortunately is not able to be here tonight because he has some pressing business engagements and we wish him our best. On the other hand, the gentleman who recommended this movie tonight, uh, Jeff, does this skin-tight bodysuit make my ass like Big Muncie, is not here tonight. And I he, blame him. Something about something about family commitments, yes. small children and yes. spouses. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand that. Yeah. So uh, we're reviewing this tonight because it was his recommendation. And... Um, he said, uh, gentlemen, charge. And he, uh, he bailed out as we charged. But that's okay. We're, we're here. We can handle yeah. it. It may turn out to be a slightly unbalanced review because, you know, the, the strong advocate for the movie isn't here. And I, I don't know where Steve falls, but I know that I would not lump myself in the term of strong advocate for this movie. Well, I'm going to tell you where Steve falls on this movie right off the bat. Um, you have Kate Beckinsale dressed in a skin-tight leather bodysuit. <laughs> you know, you got a plus seven for me right there. I mean, she could just sit there and be eating Cheerios. I'm good. But that's so, my... So, so the, perf- the, the perfect action movie 
would be Kate Beckinsale and Mila Hohovich team up to take on some evil zombies or something. You know what? I I I would probably have to have uh, an EpiPen just to keep me alive to watch that show. But yes, you're right, Ken. That would be. I, I, I'm, all of a sudden, it's just hitting me. Why has that not happened? I am calling the producers. Uh, I'm I'm going to get a hold of Les Wiseman and uh, who's Mila? Who's the guy she's shacking up with? I'm going to oh, give him a call uh, right now. French guy. Guy did Fifth Element. Luke Passon. No, no, he no no no, 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 it's no, no, uh, no. uh something Anderson, dude. Okay, uh, it, yeah, he he's irrelevant. She she's relevant. He's irrelevant. She's not irrelevant. Yeah. He is. He's irrelevant in my eyes because um, yes, he, he's I, between she and you. <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's that. There, there is that. All right, folks. So there we go. As we move on, before I before I get the FBI on me and my wife uh, divorces me, we're going to be talking about Underworld. And this is a uh, I have absolutely absolutely no information on this movie. What what the hell did I do? I I completely foobarred this. Uh, it's a um, when did well, this come I, out, I Ken? Can, I can summarize it quickly. Go for it. Please. You know, uh, basically, it, it's there's a it, you know for generations there's been a battle between the werewolves and the vampires. The the werewolves are called lichens, uh, and the vampires are vampires. Uh, the vampires are all stylish and sophisticated, well dressed, except for their elite killer squads who dress all in black and black leather if you're a female. Uh, the werewolves all tend to be gritty, hairy men that live in the underworld, in the sewers and such. Uh, but they've been fighting for millennia. Uh, and it's sort of a thing where nobody really knows why they're fighting. There's legends and portents and such. Uh, but this the movie all revolves around Celine, who's uh, she's a death dealer. She's, you know, she's a, a werewolf hunter for the uh, vampires. And these aren't, they're not exactly the vampires and exactly the werewolves that you think of. It's basically a, it reminded me sort of of the, the kick on uh, what they're doing a lot of zombie movies, where it's like it's a virus, it's an infection, it spreads, it mutates. Uh, but in both cases, you know, they've been infected with this. They're undead. They're strong. They're, they're, they get stronger as they get older. Uh, and they use technology. They use science to, like, hunt each other down and such. I mean, a lot of firepower in this movie. And the reason I said that it has a, a reference to the, you know, it's got a, a strong matrixy feel to it is, you know, there's a, a chosen one. There's the, there's a person out there who is like, has both vampire and, you know, he has the, the bloodline of both vampire and uh, werewolf, and maybe he can bring them together, uh, unify the two strains, bring peace and harmony. Uh, so there's a struggle for this person. And of course, people on both sides want to get rid of this person. He's a threat to them. And then there's all sorts of skullduggery and sexual tensions and other stuff happening. But mainly, 
a lot of ass kicking, a lot of fights, a lot of a lot of explosions and guns. How's that for a summary of the movie? You know, Ken, that's an excellent summary, and it really wasn't until you actually started talking about the parallels to the Matrix that I was sitting there going, holy crap, they completely ripped off the Matrix in this movie. I mean, down to the, the gunplay, the, the, you know, the... Uh, got well the the bodysuit with the cape and every oh my god you're right that's unbelievable how much they took from the Matrix that's I never never noticed that but then again you know what I don't I never see the forest for the trees that's me well I'm even that the cinematography the lighting it's very if you if you like the Matrix. And you like the way the Matrix looks. There's a lot of similarity here, with the exception that when you, you know, get out of the sewers and all, you're usually hanging around this mansion full of gorgeous vampires that are all, you know, well dressed, you know, scantily dressed, and uh, you know, sleek and sophisticated. So it's two different looks. But yeah, it's it's very Matrixy to me. Yeah, because and, uh, the, because the look that they had there, it was almost like turn of the century. They were almost dressed like they were in the you know like the roaring twenties, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Was the big throwback look. Well, if if they had like bare midriffs and all back in the roaring twenties, but well, yeah, there's it's, that. It's a, yeah, you know, it's it's it has two definite looks. Again, when you're talking about the the uh werewolves they're gritty they're dirty they're all guys pretty much they're all hairy uh they're all tough right and then the were the, the vampires are all sleek cultured sophisticated uh the humans are just sort of there i mean they're coming and going they don't know what's going on and uh you have it's all, and it, it's because they're vampires and they have to stay out of the sun it's always dark. I mean, they're only doing stuff when it's dark out. So it's always dark. It's raining. It's underground. Uh, you know, it's, it's got that strong matrix feel. Right. And like you said too, about like with the, uh, you know, between the lichens and the vampires and it's where the vampires really better rely on that technology and superior firepower because mono mono, they're going to lose. <laughs> I mean, you saw that in numerous situations in this show. Yes. Yeah. A lot of good. I mean, there are some good fight scenes and well choreographed fight scenes. You know, I just want to mention something because, uh, and I, we talked about this and when, when this movie got kind of thrown out, we, we mentioned, it's like, is this really a man cave movie? And, I, I, I think from an action standpoint, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, your main, well, to be honest with you, your main action hero, or I should say heroine, is uh, Celine, who is played by Kate Beckinsale. Be still my heart. Um, I think she is probably one of the most gorgeous women alive. But, uh, well, next to Mila, it, it, it's, a, it's a flip of a coin. And then. Uh, uh, no, no, it's not. Kate Beckinsale wins that contest. Are you Sorry. kidding me? Really? Oh, I don't yeah. know. It depends. Yeah. We, we may have yeah. to have a, we may have to have a, uh, a, a showdown. 
at some point. No, Kate, actually, I mean, in some pictures, she looks great. Others, it's like, eh. And, um, well, same with Mila. But um, that's a discussion for another day. But Well, there's there's one thing i got to say, though, about Kate Beckinsale. Now, obviously, she's hot. Oh, my God. But when it comes to her acting, she spends almost this entire movie just with a just glowering and being pissed off pretty much well yeah i mean that was angry i mean angry and ticked off the whole movie yeah her character is i would agree i mean but you know the thing of it is is that i i mean i've not seen her in enough movies to sit there and judge her acting abilities um i mean i've seen enough of mila uh, and I'm not, and, and I'm not trying to turn this into a comparison podcast or anything, but I've need, I've seen enough of her acting where I would say that girl is a really good actress. I mean, I've seen her in a, and it's not the Resident Evil, it's not the zombie stuff. Um, uh, shit, uh, go see. She's um, been a lot of serious stuff. Oh and my so god, Kate Beckinsale actually. Yeah. yeah, and Kate Beckinsale has too. Um, I'm trying to remember. There was one where she's up in the Arctic, and I can't remember what the hell it is. That's a really good movie she's in. She plays the U.S. Marshal. Uh, but Mila, um, she, Mila was, she played a movie and I cannot remember. It's not Joan of Arc, but it's something Arc cross Joan something. Oh my gosh, it's a fan. It's a Joan of Arc movie. It's a Joan of Arc movie she's and a Joan I, of Arc. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, guys, I'm with, telling uh, you. With, it's, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? John Malkovich. Yes, and it's an Excellent movie. I highly recommend it. As a matter of fact, I would say that would be a man cave movie just from the freaking battle scenes alone. Holy crap, there's stuff that you see in there that you will not see in another movie. It's yes, really She was in uh, The Aviator. Uh, that yes. Yeah. Bio, which yeah. Was, I mean, she played Ava Gardner. She was pretty good in that. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it, like I said, I mean, I don't take any, anything away from Kay Beckinsale in these movies. I mean, she's playing the role that she plays. I mean, she, it's, you know, she's playing an action hero. I mean, when you sit there and go, you're going to judge her on her acting ability, she's an action hero. What do you want? I mean, it's, is Steven Seagal a good actor or Arnold or, I mean, pick one of these guys. I mean, it depends on the role that they're playing. And I, I, and I will be honest, I have not seen Kay Beckinsale in all that many movies. I mean, I've seen all the Underworld movies. She was in Pearl Harbor, which I barely remember. Um, and there was something, she was in a U.S. Marshal in Arctic. But outside of uh, that... Snow Angels. Is that it? No. That's not it. That's not it. I can't remember. Anyway, moving on. I, I just, like I said, I... I mean, I don't take anything away from her. I mean, she's, I think she's done some good work. I, she is an extremely gorgeous woman. And her husband is actually the guy that uh, directed this movie. And it's, uh, what's his name? Len Wiseman. Is that yes. his name? Yeah. Yeah. And um, congratulations, dude. Touchdown. Score. Well done. Um. But I mean, overall, yeah, I, I, this movie, I kind of got that. When you mentioned that whole thing about the Matrix, I was kind of getting the feeling that they were trying to actually pull off of the whole Resident Evil thing. Of, especially when they started doing the franchises of this. 
Well, and, when you think about it, this came out just a few years after that, correct? And a few correct. years after The Matrix. Yes, and that's it. I think, and you know what? I think this is, and this is actually something I think is worth a discussion. And I, and, and I'm not opposed to it. I think it's really cool because I kind of like it in a way is where you started seeing your major action heroes being a female. You know, a badass female. And I like it. I mean, personally, I like it. I mean, you know, when when Mila's kicking ass, I mean, we did the, you know, the fifth element, loved it when she was an ass kicker. Uh, In the Resident Evil movies, I mean, it's great. I I think it's awesome. And I think this is one of those things where Underworld, like 2003, I'm trying to remember, Matrix was 90, what, 9, and they were doing them. I'm losing track. But this is right around that era, and I think they were trying to capitalize on that. And that's where they were, I think, trying to draw women into these movies. Because it's like, it's not the dude that's the main, you know, action person. It's the woman. Well, yeah, the the dude in this movie is Scott Speedman's uh, Michael Corbin character. Is sort of the unnecessary female role. I mean, he, he, <laughs> My God, he, is, yes. he is basically he sits around being compassionate and understanding and all, and everybody else is dying all around him. I'm still trying to figure out how that guy got an acting role, but anyway. Scott Speedman's been in a boatload of stuff. He's I, a very, very busy guy. I have never heard of this dude up until this movie. Well, you know, uh, looking at his filmography, he starts out in. Uh, Ninety-five, a lot of TV stuff. Yep. Uh, starts getting movie roles around, you know, two thousand. Uh, however, it's mainly this. Uh, when, yeah. When it comes to movies that you know, well, uh, but he's been a lot again. Lots of movies. He just, you know, nothing really broke. He never broke out. Right. Well, like I said, when I look on IMDb, and his first two roles are Underworld and Underworld Revolution. Or I'm sorry, evolution, and then Felicity. Now I know I have never seen that before. He's in that Felicity TV show back, what, 98, 99? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this in other movies, and we commented on it. There's a lot of times, you know, you'll have a, a fairly big movie come out. They cast a man or a woman as the lead. Everybody thinks that, like, this person's going to go far, and then they really just don't go anywhere. Or at least, you know, they don't become an A-lister. This guy's definitely, he's a solid actor, uh, obviously a successful actor, but yeah. he's never made that jump to the A-list. Right, right. No, no you're right. And, and like I said, I'm not taking anything away from the guy. I think it's maybe the way he was director of that, but, I mean, he just did not do anything for me in this movie. I'm almost to the point where I'm like... He basically, he's basically playing a defenseless victim, sort of a, a hapless guy that's just sort of caught up in the middle of all this stuff. Right. Um, and, but, and so, yeah, I guess he did a good job playing that role. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, the one guy I do want to mention, <laughs> and I was, I was shocked when I went to the IMDb cast for the, the review on this, but the guy that played Craven... Oh gosh. Okay, Ken, who yeah. did who did you think that was when you first saw him? Uh, well, I thought 
what? He sort of looked like, I don't know the guy's name, but the guy that plays, uh, oh, shoot, who's Thor's brother in the uh, Avengers? I I don't know who the brother is, but Loki. I... The guy, the guy that plays Loki in the Avengers, that's kind of who I thought it was. Are you talking about the guy that played Craven? Yeah. But who who did you think it was? Oh, shit. Oh, now I totally lost my train of thought. Um, it, I thought it was um, Christian Bale. I thought I, I thought the guy that was playing Shane Broly was Christian Bale. I, I mean, can see that. I mean, I I literally was looking at the picture and I was like, "Holy crap, that's Christian Bale!" Christian Bale's in this movie. He's got a strong resemblance. Yeah, it's not a strong resemblance. It's his doppelganger. I mean, I'm sorry, but that those two dudes look exactly alike. Okay, I, I'm not going to argue. Yeah, but I got to just say this. Okay, when you're writing the movie. And you want to show that the character has a deficit of internal char- you know, character, and he's weak. And as a matter of fact, he's 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 not really brave, and he's not really much of a fighter. You don't have to call him Craven. I mean, call him Joe, and just let him be <laughs> Craven. Nice. Well, like, you know, I, I understand. We're gonna have a, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, you you name it, name a famous character. Uh, we're gonna have you know that that famous movie Scarface with that character uh, Tony Cokehead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're right, you're right. Um, but you know what? Actually, since we're talking about actors, let's talk about a few others. Um, sure. Uh, Bill Nye. Yes. I said, okay, I said it right. No, it's basically okay. just Bill Nye. Nye. Bill Nye. Yes. Nye. I, I, just Nye. No, no emphasis on the Y. Okay. Nye. My apologies to my... Like my, yeah. but Nye. Okay. My apologies to my English cousins across the pond. Um, he is evidently an award-winning British character actor. And yes. um, I'll tell you what, that dude has got a presence. Yes, he does. And even when he like they drag him out of that crypt, and he's like <laughs> supposed to be all withered and yes. on life support. It's like, yeah, I, I'm. I got tubes out of me, and I can barely stand. But I'll still kick your ass if you like. You'll cross me. You know that guy. He, if there was somebody I said that kind of made the movie, I think he did a little bit because. I think there was some stuff that he did was like completely ad lib because it looked really cool. And I think it actually scared the shit out of Kate Beckinsale. But that's all that. I mean, I just, I like this guy. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm just going to make a quick uh, point in parliamentary procedure. We actually did a review of another movie that starred Bill Nye. I think I know which one that is. Kate Beckinsale. And Kate Beckinsale? Yes. What is that movie? We reviewed Total Recall, the, oh. the reboot. They were yes. both in it. Yes. And she was just as hot in that movie as she was in this one. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm back. 
But um, no, they they were both. I, I, in there. I'm going to be going to Costco. Should I get you a a, a crate of moist towelettes? You should probably do that. That might be a safe bet. But uh, no, I think she. I I mean, the thing of it is, is that I I've seen her in other stuff. It's like eh, whatever. But when I see her in this movie, and when I saw her in Pearl Harbor, well, first of all, she was dressed up in that '40s look. I was already done. I didn't even know who the hell she was. I, as a matter of fact, I think that was the first movie I ever saw her in. I was already spent. As a matter of fact, I think my wife called 911. They carried me out of the theater at that point. I was like, I'm done. I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, we've got um, Bill Nye was He played Victor, who was like yes. one of the main vampires. Yeah, they, they have a... a, a plot device where the the elder vampires the chiefs go into like hibernation for a few centuries at a time and yes they had to bring him out of hibernation to you know deal with this threat they're facing and obviously he's smarter and tougher and meaner and everything than your run-of-the-mill vampire yeah and i think the thing of it is is that there's like a history that they were kind of building up it's kind of like like you said uh ken it's like the matrix it's there's something that is it's not this movie was never meant to be a one shot deal they had plans for this and i think there's like you said i think there's another there's a fourth one coming um so i mean they've got i mean there's more stuff coming on this one i mean it's a few years out but uh i'm looking forward to it uh, you know, I'm not into the whole the whole vampire thing, but I, you know, again, I like the gun action. I think it's kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I uh, I've I've got mixed feelings on this thing. Well, 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 we both do, and we'll summarize it. Yeah, but I will say, I mean, talk about Bill Nye. He's again. Very well known, very, very successful, very senior. I mean, he's been around for a long time. He's born yes. in 49. Yeah. Uh, some other big roles that, you know, listeners might have seen him in. He played Davy Jones, you know, the, the heavy, evil character in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean yep. series. Uh, he was in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. He was in Shaun of the Dead? Yes, he was. Oh, shit. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, he was in Rango, that Johnny Depp cartoon, and he's also in the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, which is a British, uh, ro- you know, interesting romantic comedy sort of weird movie that I actually caught recently. So yeah, very busy guy. I I I, I think he he did a great job of uh, pulling it off. No, I agree. I think I think he did a great job. Um, I had to go back. I had to go back and look. He's uh, in, in Shaun of the Dead. He was Sean's stepfather. He was Sean's stepfather. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyways, not that's immaterial. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, there's one other guy I'd like to talk about here, and that's uh, Michael Sheen, who played the head of the Lycans, the werewolf guys. Yep. And. The only thing I, I want to say about the guy is, I mean, I never really noticed him before or anything, but when I went looking, you know, to re, you know, do my research for the uh, show tonight, uh, guys like a big time, like 
Shakespearean actor over in England. I mean, he's done a lot of, uh, you know, high powered roles and, uh, been you know, on BBC series and, uh, you know, has, has quite, quite the impressive filmography, but he's sort of been off my radar screen. Uh, he's in that Tron movie that came out a few years ago. Oh, he's wow. in that Midnight in Paris, that Woody Allen movie that came out, which was actually a cute movie if you haven't seen it. Huh. Uh, not a man cave movie, but. But, uh, no, it's, uh, I always am impressed when I find these guys that, you know, they, you can tell they've spent years like on the stage doing Shakespeare and such, and then they get their break and have a busy film career. But they, you know, again, never, he hasn't broken through the A list, I wouldn't say, but he's definitely probably there in the B list for stuff like this. From what I could tell, I just had never really noticed him before. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. And, uh, Actually, I think if I remember right from watching or looking at the trivia, he was actually married to Kate Beckinsale, I think, briefly. Uh, well, I know that uh, uh, the director, uh, yeah. Yeah. Len Wiseman, yeah, married, married to Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, he's got her now. But uh, but, but he's been married. That's, that's interesting. I thought that's what it was. Now, it's going to drive me nuts because I don't know if I was dreaming that or uh, – but I thought those two were – uh, were uh, an item there for a while. Uh, yes, they were. Yeah. They're from '95 to 2003. That's actually not a long, not a bad run for uh, the the actor and actress set. No, actually, that's like lifetime compared yeah. to normal people. Yeah, that's what seven seven years per year in uh, normal people life. Or... Yes. No, <laughs> evidently they they met. Doing theater together, and we're a couple. And uh, we were, uh, let's see. Here's a, here's a quote. The actress had said that she was embarrassed that Sheen never proposed, but felt though she were married. If you keep a library book out long enough, you feel it's yours. <laughs> oh gosh, nice. And you know that that always brings up that comment that you know, guys make all the time when you, you hear about stuff like this, it's like, okay, Kate Beckinsale's fairly attractive. And, you know, this guy evidently hung around with her for eight years. Sounds like he could have had her, but you know, who knows? It, it's, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand that, you know, unless, I mean, for all I know, she's just a, you know, evil crazed nutcase, but I kind of doubt that. So, you know, it makes me kind of sad for him, but anyways, she's got a, she and the, uh, uh, wise men are happily married, and from what I can tell, and planning on making sequels. Yeah, and I, you know, and the thing of it is, is that I look at I look at her, I look at a lot of other actresses, you know, Mila and all that, and uh, well, and to be honest, with you, I could see where Kate is kind of a, I I could see how she could come off as, I'm trying to find the pro- appropriate words, um, the, high maintenance. Yeah, well, high maintenance. Uh, actually, kind of coming off as Lori Quaid in Total Recall the remake. I mean, I could see, you know, where she could be like that. Whereas I've I've seen enough of, um, and I, I am not ashamed to say it, but I mean, I I, I kind of follow the whole Mila uh, Jovovich on, uh, you know, on you know Pinterest and all those, and she is just, I mean, you could tell she doesn't take herself seriously. She doesn't take the acting thing seriously. She's, she's goofy. I mean, some of the stuff you see her do that she posts on, on her, um, I, I've, I've had that impression yeah. from 
the very beginning. I mean, when she was a dazed and confused, not to make this the, the Mila right. retrospective that you want to make every podcast into. But. Exactly. <laughs> well, and that's just the thing. It's like, and I think that is literally one of the, the biggest things of the attraction, because I mean, I think she's just, you know, breathtakingly gorgeous. And the thing of it is, is that once you get past that superficial look of the, you know, how they look, their per, the personality is what is going to either make or break it. Yeah, I don't know about, I mean, Kate Beckinsale, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't pick up enough from her to know if she's, like, down to earth or not. Yeah, so. I have no idea. She could be the sweetest girl in the world. I have no idea. And part of it is is because I'm not the, you know, I, I, I'm not a part of the Kate Beckinsale fan club like I am with uh, <clears throat> Mila. But I, I, we know. <laughs> but moving on. Moving yes, on. let's do. Yeah, let's do I, that. Because, yeah, I, I'm now starting to wallow in my singlehood. I'm a sad, <laughs> sad, lonely, lonely man. Well, I'll tell you what, after 20-plus years of marriage, it starts to feel the same way. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's, uh, I, you know what? I don't really remember a soundtrack in this movie or a score to speak of. It wasn't. It was action movie, you know, mood music. That's what it felt like. It just felt like a lot of mood music, um, you know, nothing striking. Well, it's a movie about vampires fighting werewolves underground. What do you want? Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it it wasn't anything memorable, but it wasn't anything that came out and went, boy, this sounds terrible. I mean, no. so it just, I think it was just there. You know, the music was just there. Yeah. Um, I don't have a lot of notes on this thing. I, I was looking at, I had some stuff written down, and I think we've already kind of talked about it. So I don't know. I mean, do you, do you want to move right on to the... Uh, Highlight of the show, and that's uh, brother. What you drinking? Uh, is that are we at that point? Do you think so, or do you have a couple other? Uh, I don't have anything else really to say about the actors. I mean, it, it was a they had a big cast. We haven't mentioned a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was competently done. I mean, I did. There was there wasn't anybody in this movie where I was cringing, like, "Oh my gosh, you're horrible," or anything else. I mean, it was you know, did an okay job. What, okay, you know, here's the thing. And we'll we'll get the brother what you drinking in a second, but you know now that we're back in our groove from our technical difficulty, one thing that I do want to mention is that if you are if you're into this kind of genre, I mean you either are or you aren't, and I I'm not I will admit I am not into the whole vampire thing. I it's not something that appeals to me. It's not one of my big draws. Um. But that is not to say that this that that it takes away from this movie. I I will say I enjoyed it. It was fun. It's just one of those things you either like it or you don't. Or that, like I said, that type of genre. I am into the zombie thing. If there's zombies in there, boom, I'm there. Uh, now I will critique the movie afterwards and tell you it's a shitty ass zombie movie. Don't see it, but I will go watch it. Um, have you Have you gone out on uh, Netflix yet and watched Zombiever? No. Zombie Beavers, yeah, it's it's out there. So, okay, is that a parody? Because if it is, I'm not watching it. <laughs> I mean, there may be parodic elements to okay. it. Yeah, well, I'll probably pass on those. I mean, I take. It, it, I know I, what you're saying. You yeah. are quite the zombie fan. Yeah, I am, and like, and I'm said, not a, I'm not really a vampire fan. I, I think that's coming through on a podcast here. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned at the beginning, the member of the team who was really high on reviewing the this movie, like. Uh, Said, I'm, I'm, let's do this movie. And by the way, I'll be uh, washing my dog that night. So, 
So yeah, we're on our own. We're, we're not the true believers that a certain shorter member of our team is. <laughs> well, you know, and that's fine. We we can handle it because that's what we do. But I, mean, yeah. oh, I, I will make one comment about uh, about one other actor, and that is sure. uh, Kevin. I, I think his name is Grivois or Grievous. Kevin Grievous, who is Lucian's right hand man, the you know head. Muscle for the where the uh, lichens. Are you talking about the black guy that sounds like Satan? <laughs> he yes. Jeez, and you know the thing of it is that's that his voice. <laughs> I, you can tell he wasn't acting. That was just his voice. Yes, that's that's frightening. Oh my god! I, when I read the trivia, that's like, oh yeah, he they didn't do that. That's his voice. I was like, if that guy talked to me like that, I'd probably just shit all over myself. Oh my <laughs> god, that's. I mean, that's a cool voice, but I mean, you're. Yeah, he's a big, intimidating man, and he has this voice, which is. It, you're right. If he walked up and said, Excuse me, sir, how do I get on the bus? I just like pee my pants and oh start my shaking. That, that, I mean, I can't believe that's his. That's really his voice. That's. But what I checked that that's yeah. evidently it. Yeah. It's. I, and the dude is cool as hell. And speaking of that guy, that scene when they're yanking the frickin' throwing stars out of his chest. I there was at one point I thought I was gonna lose my lunch. I don't normally get grossed out by stuff like that, but that was freaking me out. Yeah. Oh. No, it was. There, there's some kind of elements to this movie that were pretty gritty and yeah, kind of tough to take at times. Yeah, I mean that per, that particular one, and I don't know, maybe it's just. I think mean, part of it was the sound effects. Every time they pull one out, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it did." It's oh, that was terrible. But yeah, that dude. Yeah, Kevin uh, Grivu. And, and yeah, and you look at his IMDb. This is this guy's a genius. Really? Yeah, he is. Uh, let's see, because you know what? That was part of my notes. So you got a reference. Yeah. Let's see, he uh, graduated from Howard University in Washington, D.C. with a degree in microbiology and minors in both chemistry and, <laughs> chemistry and psychology. And, wow. and he also studied genetic engineering in grad school. Uh, he was a research assistant at the National Cancer Institute at the world-famous uh, National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland. So, wow. Yeah, the guy, yeah. It, yeah, he's, it, what, <laughs> that's quite the, li I mean, if that's all he did with his life, he would leave, have a fuller life than most. Yeah. And he's doing movies with Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. No, he was walking down the street and did and asked somebody, for, like, for directions, turned out to be a Hollywood guy, and went, no, no you're going into the movies, dude. Wow. That's probably why he's so successful. He would, you know, turn to his lab assistant and say, get me the samples. <laughs> your concert now. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm telling you, if you haven't seen the movie, that guy is—he's pretty awesome. He has a great voice. So he's, in, he's got a, he's just got the whole charisma, dominating the scene. Yeah, yeah. Thing he, going exactly when he's on the scene, he is on the scene because he gravitas. Yeah, he brings a lot of gravitas. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, um, God, I had another train of thought. And I completely lost it now. Yeah. Um, Was it Robbie Gee the? Oh, yeah, that's right. I meant to tell you, yeah, Robbie Gee, he played one of the vampires. And you guys might remember him. He was, uh, in this movie, he played Khan. But uh, we remember Khan? Yeah, Khan. We remember him from Snatch. 
when he was uh, he was Vincent's right hand man. Yes, he was. He was uh, he was pretty cool, especially <laughs> especially like that scene in Snatch when he got <laughs> caught in the uh, caught in the the, the, the door. That <laughs> you know what? I went back and listened because after this show, when I was having we were having def- technical difficulties, and I went, I'm like, you know, I'm going to go back and listen to that episode. I was hollering my ass off, and then I had to go. I had to go that was watch a good episode. The, it was, and then I had to go watch the movie. Uh, it was. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. So, anyway, all right. Well, there we go. That's. Uh, I think we covered I, uh, all the actors we were going to cover. Yeah, I think so. Got a couple little sidebars in there. So you know what? Let Let's move on to uh, the brother witch drinking uh, segment of this great and fantastic uh, podcast. Okay. So Ken, you know what? Why don't you just uh, kick it off and give us the highlights? Of, oh, you know what? I'm. You know what? It's been so long. I totally forgot your lead in. Oh. All right. <clears throat> All right, folks. It's now time for Catching Up with Ken. My darling, up your love All right, Ken, what's the highlights? I know it's been uh, a while. I mean, I've, it, we, it's been quite a while since we've done a show, so I've got lots of highlights. Uh, I'm not just going to talk about a few. Uh, one, I went to see Big Bad Voodoo Daddy at uh, Cynthia on the Prairie. Had a group of us. We went up there, rented some tables, watched the show. Have you ever gone to a Big Bad Voodoo Daddy show? No, I have not. <clears throat> uh, great, you know, throwback sort of zoot suit swing era music. Uh, they they did, you know. Back in the 90s, there was like a revival of that whole thing, and they were like the top group in it. And they stayed together, and they put on a really good show. Uh, and you know, I was very entertained. I will put in a plug for a movie that I think we ought to review sometime, which featured Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, which is Swingers with Vince Vaughn. Um, it was a good concert. Uh, ben, I'm trying to think if I was actually... Uh, I didn't go to see Singing in the Rain. I think that was going on the last time we did a podcast. You guys are making fun of me. <laughs> but uh, went and saw a classic movie with a group. We had a sort of a picnic thing. They, they have it outdoors. And we uh, saw, you know, the movie. Very good movie, actually. I, I actually, you know, it's been quite a while since I really paid attention to these old musicals. And it was a good time. Uh, went to a nice pool party up at Geist. Uh, Man, what else have I done? Uh, yeah, what, what the sausage fest? So, really? You know, yeah. But you want to clarify uh, that? Uh, well, you know, I hang around with a lot of guys. <laughs> but when I'm not hanging around with a lot of guys, I go to sausage fest. No, uh, there's a uh, church up on the north side of town. They have a big festival called Sausage Fest as a fundraiser. And that's what it is. They have live bands. They have all, you know, all, all, pretty much all the beer you can drink, and like four or five kinds of sausages. I mean, I had, I had a broad. I had a, a hot and spicy Italian sausage. Yes, go up there and do that. But I've got a, a some a couple that I know live right across the street from this church. So I went up there and they had a party, a pre-party, and uh, you know, I went, hung out, had a bunch of good sausage. I like sausages. Awesome. Uh, turned down the going to Bacon Fest last week because, uh, which was up out of town, but my sister and uh, some other friends were going up to Bacon Fest 
Uh, and instead, I went to a pool party. Got some friends up uh, up by Geist. And so I've been, you know, I you know, had the usual grabbing dinners and drinks and things like that, but uh, I've been busy. Oh, and I went to my high school reunion. <clears throat> and uh, I do have to share one little thing about my high school reunion was, in high school, I was, you know, every class has that boring, shy, reclusive, socially awkward dude. They usually wind up being, you know, when, when there's a mass shooting, I mean, that's the guy. <laughs> well, I was that guy in high school. I mean, I was really, I was, you know, no social skills, mediocre student, you know, nothing outstanding. And, you know, I've been out of school for quite a while. And, I, you know, I went to my five-year, my 10-year, my 15-year reunion, but I haven't been for many, many years. And we had the reunion, and you know, some, and I found out, hey, it's, it's going on. So I thought, what the hell, I'll go to the reunion. And when I got there, I was just like very pleasantly surprised and like feeling good because various people are going, oh, my gosh, it's Ken Roney. He's awesome. He's so interesting. He's fascinating. <laughs> he does all sorts of cool stuff because of Facebook. Facebook can make even me <laughs> look like the most interesting man in the world. Oh, well done. And I was, you know, and I guess compared to most of my classmates, I'm leading a really good life because I mean, it's not that I do anything radical, but I mean, I'm, I'm out there doing stuff. But yeah, on Facebook, I'm fascinating. So that's, that's it about me. And I'm drinking vanilla vodka and Diet Coke, stoli vanilla to be exact. Very good. Very nice. So, uh, so obviously the podcast didn't come up, right? Uh, not no, there. Not there. I'm sure it didn't. But I, I share the podcast all the time. I've been wearing my Man Cave Movie Review T-shirt to the gym on a regular basis. So yeah, I'm, I'm proud of this thing. Well, I actually wore mine down when we were in uh, Disney World uh, a couple of weeks ago. Wore mine there. So excellent. Be proud. I am. I'm very proud. This is it. Got well, dude. Three years. We've been yes. chugging along three years. So, That's right. So anyway, uh, let's see. What am I drinking? Well, yeah, what about you? Well, it's uh, we're doing this. Like I said, we're picking this one up from uh, the technical difficulties of last week. So I, it's a school night, and I wasn't really sure what to get. So um, I stopped at uh, my favorite liquor store uh, to pay homage, and I picked up. Are there numbers involved in this liquor store? There are numbers involved. There's a two and a one and a. An S and a T. Yep, S and a T and references uh, one of the greatest amendments ever done. But anyway, I uh, I picked up a couple of my old uh, standbys because they didn't have anything really that was catching my eye. And I was working late today, so I was like, gosh, i got to hurry up because i got to get home, make dinner, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I got, uh, I got a couple of bottles of the uh, Arrogant Bastard, which is uh, from my uh, very good and dear friends at the Stone Brewing Company. Uh, it's it's one of my go-to beers. If there's nothing that's really catching my fancy, I just grab a couple of these. You do like that. I've, you know, you, this comes up fairly often. Yeah, it is. Like I said, you know, I, I try to bring in something that's kind of new and different. But like I said, I was a little bit of a rush today. Um, you know, nothing was looking good. It's like, eh, not in the mood for that, not in the mood for that. So uh, they had a couple bottles of those. And like I said, if, you know, if, if there's nothing, and I wanted something with a little bit of a kick in it. So, I mean, I know it's a school night, but still, 
I, I'm hey, just... I'll, I'll, I, you'll be proud of me. I've, I've gone, I was, you know, I keep all my beer and other beverages like that in my vegetable crisper because, you know, who <laughs> needs vegetables? Right. And, you know, about a month ago, I looked in there and I'm like, man, it's getting empty. I mean, there's like six bottles of, you know, and so I decided I need to get more stuff in here, but I got to, I got to have a variety. So I've been going out and picking up various, you know, just one off a little of this and a little of that. And last night I actually found a deal for that, not your dad's root beer. So I bought some of that and my crisper is filled to the brim now. So you need to come down and have a beer. Uh, I will. And I'll tell you what, this is not your dad's root beer. I caution anyone who, uh, if you think you're, uh, I mean, even me, and I yield to no one with my capacity for a good Bavari. This stuff, holy crap, it sneaks up on you like you wouldn't believe. Is it good? It's very, you. It, 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 the reason is, it tastes just like root beer. You don't even taste the alcohol. But it's like 5.9%. That's it's, what I've heard. It's, it's, I thought about having that as my yeah. drink tonight, but I was in a hurry and yeah. I mean, vodka it, was right there. Yeah, it's up there. I mean, <clears throat> like I said, it's not one of those type of beers that you would think, yeah, maybe, you know, 4%. That No, this stuff's up there. You start knocking these things back. <clears throat> and the reason that it's bad, because like I said, you think you're drinking root beer. I can see that. I have You've been a, trained your whole life to yeah. know what drinking root beer is like. Right. I mean, you throw back about three or four of these in, a, in, in quick succession, and you know, all of a sudden you're like, shit, I just fell out my ass. Where's the door? <laughs> so anyway. I'm looking forward to testing it. Oh, it's, re- it's you'll love it. It's really good. It's, it's very, very good. <clears throat> so there you go. There you go, folks. That's it with uh, Brother What You Drinking, catching up with Ken, and uh, a little bit of sidebar commentary. Uh, so moving on, let's move on to this thing and get in the clips. Clips are our favorite part of the show, and I got some. Um, I got I got a few clips in here. Okay. All right. So, um, all right. Let's see. Here, here's number one. You're acting like a pack of rabid dogs. And that, gentlemen, simply will not do. Not if you expect to defeat the vampires on their own ground. And that was Isn't that, that what you told us to get us in line on the podcast recently? <laughs> that will not do. I think I left that part. Yeah, the yeah. vampire part I left out. But but that was that Michael Sheen in. You, yes. you could definitely hear the Shakespeare theater voice coming out of him. I see that now that you mention it. Well, and you know, and the thing of it is, and, I, and we talked about, you know, the acting qualities of everybody in here. But, you know, you look at him and Bill Nye. There, there's your, there are your, you could tell who the classical actors are in this movie. Yes. And it's those two. I mean, it's obvious. So, uh, I guess yeah, they dominate the scene whenever they're on. Well, that's just it. I mean, these guys, when, when they're on camp, when they're on the scene, I don't care who the hell you are. I mean, I, you know, Kate, she's hot and everything like that, but you, you just don't hold a candle to that. And, and thing of it is, I can't think of an actress that could for actor. So anyway, uh, oh, here. I call this one deep voice, so I think you're going to hear what uh, that Kevin Griot, or however the hell you spell that or pronounce that in French, sounds like. This is what he sounds like. We were ambushed. Death dealers, three of them. And the candidate? We lost him. You lost him. Wow. Excuse me, I've got to go wipe myself off. (laughs) I know, it's like... 
I, he made I'm like, aren't you afraid of that voice? <laughs> I mean, if that, I mean, oh, holy crap. That yeah, I, I, I looked into it, did a little research, and it's, that's his voice. I mean, if he was ordering a burger and fries, that's what he'd be sounded like. Holy God. How many times do you think they actually del- delivered a pizza at his house when he called it in? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Satan's on the phone. He wants a pepperoni with cheese and all the jalapenos. Holy crap. All right, uh, let's see. I have no idea what these are because I recorded these like, what, three weeks ago. So, number three. If Michael is indeed the carrier, the vampire. Relax, old friend. I've tasted his flesh. Just two days till full moon. Soon he will be a lichen. Soon he will come looking for us. There is that. Yeah. They do. I mean, I'll, I'll give them some credit where, you know, they've got this whole backstory of vampires versus werewolves and, you know, they've been doing these things for millennia. And it's actually, it kind of hangs together. I mean, you know, a lot of times you have stuff, you know, you have some story like that. They, they sort of throw it together and don't really pay attention to it. I mean, if you accept the premise that they're trying to lay out, it's like, okay, well, that, that all kinds of fits. I can see that. I mean, I don't have any big beef with that. Well, you know, just to jump in real quick, they, you know, some of those flashback scenes when yes. they were showing there, there was one of the, you saw the one girl that was like chained to the pillar. Yes. That actress, I'm sorry, actor is her name's Rona Mitra. And, uh, she's another like smoking hot babe. She and, was. And if you, and it's interesting because if you look through the credits in this movie, she's not credited here, but. If you look at, uh, I'm trying to remember now, I, I had it up and now it's down. Um, there is a, uh, underworld and I've only seen this one and the, in the sequel after this, but there's another underworld. I'm trying to remember what the flip it's called. There's a third one that literally goes back to. Uh, oh, I think it's Rise it, of the Lichens. Rise of the Lichens. This is basically this is all the backstory. So yeah, it's but from the other side. Yeah, from the other side, and she, and that's where she's in this, and she actually plays. She's the uh, because she's a vampire, and she was I think shacking up with Kevin Sheen, who was the Lichen, and it's I haven't seen it, um, but that's that's kind of the backstory because I'm like. When I remember, I remember when I, I was watching this, I'm like, holy crap, that's, that's Rona Mitra. I've seen her in, in, in a bunch of stuff. But I'm like, I'm, I'm actually, now that you say that, I've, I, I've seen her in other stuff. I don't know what, but yeah, that name rings a bell all of a sudden. Yeah, she does a lot of like TV and, and, and stuff like that. She's been in some movies, mostly bad ones, unfortunately for her. But, um, I mean, she's a, she's a knockout. And the thing of it is, um, if you ever look at the cover art of Rise of the Lichens, it's almost like, oh, could they not get Kate Beckinsale for this role? Because she's, I mean, she, she, she was, yes, yeah, it's no. like, oh, okay. That's... When you see, when at first, when you see her, you know, chained to the pillar and, you know, it, you, you think that, well, well, is that Kate Beckinsale? I mean, that's, yep. looks just like her. Yeah, they bear a very, very, very strong resemblance. So that, that's a good thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and like your, I said, your life can be worse. <laughs> believe me. So, um, so anyway, that's, you know, that's kind of the background and, and you're right. And one thing I do want to mention, like I said, I'm not into the vampire liking that, that whole thing, but you can kind of see how, uh, if, you know, if you're into the, you know, the role playing game, the RPGs and stuff like that, this is, I mean, this is something that you could really get away with. I mean, you can make a game out of this. Well, you know, that's was a controversy that revolved around this movie. Was it really? I had no idea. Honest to God, I had no clue. No, this again. This you know, this goes back in the day. I was very, very knowledgeable on role playing games because I worked in college at a game store uh, back in the nineties. And back in the nineties, there was a a, a role playing game, sort of like Dungeons and Dragons or something like that. Uh, There's actually two of them. One's called Vampire the Masquerade, and the other was Werewolf the Apocalypse. And it was a world where you could play a vampire or a werewolf, and they were had a lifelong battle for supremacy and this whole conflict. And uh, obviously it came out in the 90s by an outfit called White Wolf, who did a, other, I mean, a bunch of other games back in those days, actually some decent games. Uh, but when this movie came out, there was a lawsuit and there was a, you know, it, it, the lawsuit ended in some sort of confidential settlement. You know I mean? But, uh, cause, you know, White Wolf was alleging that basically the writers ripped them off and stole their ideas to make this movie. And knowing what I know about Vampire and Werewolf, the games, it's like, well, I mean, that there's a lot of similarity here. So when you say that, like, this could be fit into some role playing game, it's actually the reverse. I think. You know, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't in the courtroom, so I don't know what happened. But again, there there was a legal case where they were alleging poaching of role playing ideas. Wow, I had no idea. Interesting, but I mean, you see where I'm coming from. I mean, you could see. Oh, you, no, no, it is. It when I first saw this, I thought that it was like like uh, uh oh shoot, what what what's the Mila and the Raccoon City? What's it's, that? It's the Resident uh, Evil. I mean, Resident Evil, yeah. yeah. Resident Evil was a game turned into a movie. Right. Exactly. And when I first saw this, I thought, oh, there's probably a game out there, you know, the vampires and werewolves are fighting. Same idea. I mean, because, yeah, it's got a, it would lend itself really well if, but, you know, that's not exactly what went on. Wow. Interesting. All right. Uh, let's see. Next clip. You were told to set up shop and lay low. yourself, Craven. The human doesn't concern you. And besides, I've laid low for quite long enough. See, and that's where you, that? Yeah, see, that's where you get It's like the, the vampires better have good weaponry because the lichens really don't need it. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll just tear the shit out. If they get in close, I don't care how good your guns are. <laughs> That is true, yep. and you know. It also, were I one of the vampires in this movie, I would be packing even more heat than these guys are packing. Yeah, exactly. But that—that's me. All right, uh, next. Whether you like it or not, you're in the middle of a war that's been raging for the better part of a thousand years—a blood feud between vampires and lichens, werewolves. And that's where she was telling uh, what is something Speedman. The guy that's like totally forgettable in this movie. Uh, what's going yes. on? 
You know, I, to be honest, he was really like the most disappointing part of this movie. Like, my God. Let's see the un, the unnecessary female role. He really was the relevant female role in this movie. Eh, that's terrible. All right, let's see. Next, I call this disturbing scenes, and I don't know why, so I'm afraid to play it. But here we go. You must let her come to me. We have much to discuss, Selena Mai. She has shown me a great many disturbing things. Things that will be dealt with soon enough. Okay, that's wow. Yeah, that's when Bill Nye, who is uh, the Shisa, what what the hell is his name in this damn movie? Uh, Victor. Victor. When he got her, oh, it's it's the way he talks, his diction, and everything. It's so creepy. It's just ugh. That guy played that part perfectly. So, all right, let's see next. Which is precisely why the awakening is performed by an elder. You do not possess the necessary skills. But I did see Lucian. I shot him. You must believe me. The chain has never been broken. Not once. Not in 14 centuries. Not since we elders first began to leapfrog through time. One awake, two asleep. That's the way of it. It is Marcus's turn to reign. And that's the whole issue of you have so many... Uh, the elders who, you know, a bunch of these guys sleep, the others get awakened. Well, like I said, I mean, although it's a weird concept, I mean, as they explain, it's like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. I can see why you do that. I mean, yeah. I got to respect it. Well, and part of it is, is that, you know, as long as you keep them defended, you know, you can't kill them all at once. So. No. All right, let's see. Number eight. When Amelia arrives, the council will convene and decide your fate. You have broken the chain and the covenant. You must be judged. See, uh. and the reason I got a lot of those clips is because that's Bill Nye again. And especially when you see him in his makeup and that voice and everything, you're just, I mean, it gives you a little bit of the chills. The guy has just got a presence. It's, it's yeah, like, he's, he's, yeah, it's, it's something. Yeah, it really is. All right, last two. Let's see. Number nine. One bitten by bat, one by wolf, one to walk the lonely road of mortality as a human. It's a ridiculous legend. No. When you watch movies like this, anytime somebody rattles off some ridiculous legend or stupid superstition, it's a fact. <laughs> it turns out it, it really happened. Yeah. Denial's just not another river in Egypt. No. All right, last one. Fear not, my child. Absolution will be yours. The moment you kill the descendant of Corvinus, this Michael. Poor Michael. Yeah, poor Michael. And that's where it puts, uh, you know, poor Celine in the situation of, well, shit. Now I got to kill the guy I fell in love with. Okay. I got to, you know, I, 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 that is one thing I have a problem with here. Although I'm, I'm, go, I'm buying into a lot of the backstory stuff and saying, okay, it makes sense. They thought it through. I mean, I don't see a big hole. On that, I do. Because if I am this undead, kick ass killer vampire who's been alive for a thousand years and has seen everything come and go, 
mortal humans are going to be like bugs. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, no one's going to come along. It's going to attract me. I mean, I've seen, I've seen better, I've seen better look, I've seen smarter. I've seen better everything. Well, but that's just me. See, I, I'm cold hearted. I'm a lonely, lonely man. Well, I don't see it that way. I think he saw him as we have to deal with him because I think he realized the truth. Remember what he said? It's like, that's a legend. All this, this is an abomination. This never happened. But down inside, he knows it's true that there's, there's somebody out there who's got both vampire and lichen blood in him. And we can't let this guy live. I mean, he knows it's true. That's why he's saying, you have to kill him. We can't let this guy be around. True. I think that's it. Like I said, again, the, all that stuff, I buy it. Yeah. I see it. Anyway, there you go. That, that's it with clips. One of our favorite parts of the show. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do we got next? Oh, next on the list is, Ken, you got this ready? It's, it's the top movies of... And I, you know, I always close this damn thing out. I never remember. It's what, two, 2000 something? 2003. 2003. I can't wait to hear what the hell was. Like two, 2003, not, it, like we always say, it wasn't that long ago. It seems like only yesterday. It does. But, but it's been a while. I mean, that's, that's many years back. Yep. Let me throw out a few movies that did not make the top 10 list. All right. That I, that I like. They may not be man cave movies, but I like them. Uh, one was Mystic River. Oh, that's a, that's a good movie. I forgot about that, that one. It's, it's a heavy, disturbing movie. Uh, got some really good performances in it. Uh, another movie I liked. And I know I've bumped into a bunch of people that didn't like this movie, but I liked it. And that's Lost in Translation. You know what? That's Bill good. Murray and Charlotte Johansson. Yeah, that's that's really good movie too. I mean, again, it's not a man cave movie, but it, that was a solid movie. Movie. Actually. I agree. Yeah, I can identify with a lot of themes in that movie. It to repeat, it's not a man cave movie. It's a relationship movie and a meaning of life kind of movie. Uh, but it's, it is fun. It's, it's Bill Murray and Charlotte Johansson sort of thrown together, basically in a bunch of bars in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> It's Which, a good movie. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, another movie that came out that year, which we would all say is a man cave movie, because it is, is Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. Absolutely. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to our uh, Man Cave Movie Review website, you will see that we did this movie. I can't tell you what the hell year it was, but I know we did this movie. It's been a while. Uh, yes. Crap! What the hell year was that? We did that uh, a couple years ago. It's been yeah. It's, I, I don't think I was on that one. Uh, gosh, were you or not? I don't think so. Mm. But no, that's that's twelve years ago. So yeah, I, I mean that's long ago, but not that long ago when you get to be our age. But those are ones that did not make the top ten. When we get into the top ten. I'll let Steve decide if these are... You'll make the call if this is a man cave movie or not. Okay. At number 10, Bad Boys 2. You know, anything with Mark Lawrence in it, I'm not watching it. I just, I can't stand that guy. So, that, whatever. I don't know. I'm sure some people will say it would be. Okay. All right. Number 9, X2. The second X-Men movie. 
I suppose it could be. It's a superhero movie. Obviously, it's not one that I saw, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll defer. Tying into a theme that I commented on about our movie we're reviewing here, The Matrix Revolutions. You know, I... I really kind of want to talk about the Matrix movies. I would like to do a, a podcast on those. It maybe have to be a two-parter, but I, I, is it a man cave movie? I think definitely. But I don't know. I, I I mean, I definitely think it's a man cave movie. It's just uh, I know there. It would be. I think that would be a really interesting discussion. I think. We could, I think it's. I think it's right. Yeah. You know, the Matrix. When the Matrix came out, it was a. To me, a mind-blowing kind of movie. I did, you know, I I walked out. I still didn't know. I think I went with Mark, and it was like, you know, we both walked out. Oh, what the hell is that? Well, but no, I mean, I the more you see it, the more you, oh, that's what that is. Oh, okay, yeah. But and, the thing is, in my opinion, the writers and actors and everybody involved with it after the first one came out, they got all full of themselves, and they're trying to make out like, oh, this is, we are so deep and we are so smart. And like no, I, I no, it's it's not that hot. Yeah, but that's me. Yeah, and and I think that to be honest with you, I actually think it, it merits a it's a conversation. And like I said, we don't have to do all three of them. I I think we could just I I could pull clips and we could just talk about it as a as the concept or, or part of the sequels. But you know, let's you know when we get offline, let's let's discuss that. Yeah, I I, I got to throw back one other comment here to. Other movies that came out that year worth noting. Uh, I missed this when I was skimming through here. Uh, two, two bits of trivia. One is the movie The Pianist came out with Adrian Brody, yep. which is a very good, very moving World War II drama. But I can still remember going to the theater with our friend Brian and trying to explain to him <laughs> how I liked The Pianist. And he did nothing but laugh and giggle, and he thought that was just so funny. The more I explained how I liked the pianist, the more he thought it was funny. And the other thing that happened that year was Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn in as governor of California. Governor. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, back to the top ten list. We were at number seven: Terminator Three: Rise, or, or, ter- The Matrix. Revolutions. The next movie was Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Speaking of Arnold, um, you know what? Those kind of blended at this point. I don't even remember that one. Had Claire Danes. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, it, I it was com- competent, but you know, it, I, I, it had the "we're cashing paychecks" feel to it. Yeah, and I think that's why I forgot. About it. Okay. Uh, number six, I went on a date to this movie, The Last Samurai. Uh, I have not seen that, and I know a couple of our compatriots have given it the, uh, the stink eye, but um, I don't know. What's your thought? Uh, they're not incorrect. Okay. All right. Moving on. <laughs> it has some... There are always some redeeming factors, but yeah, overall, no. Uh, number five, Bruce Almighty. Uh, Steve Cadell turned. No, I'm sorry. Jim Carrey gets godlike powers and gets to screw with people. Uh, Not that hot. Uh, Number four Pirates of the Caribbean The Curse of the Black Pearl. 
it's it's a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's it's, you know, got Captain Jack Sparrow being Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, number three. An interesting thing. The Matrix Reloaded. 2003 saw two Matrix movies comes out. Now, I will say this. A lot of people tank that one. That's the one that I'm going to give a lot of kudos to. I thought that was a good follow I thought Reloaded was awesome. But oh, you know what? Oh. That's that's a discussion for another podcast. Maybe maybe we need to do a Matrix, just overall view of the whole series thing. Well, that's that, what, that's be... what I was talking about. We just you know I'm not gonna you know spread out over three. Just we'll, boom, we'll just we'll just hit it. Okay, that's what I'm suggesting. I I done game. Uh, number two, Finding Nemo. You know what? <laughs> I will. I I'm a. Sh- I shouldn't say I'm ashamed to say I love that movie. It's a great little movie. It's a, it, it's a Disney movie. It's for the kids, but you know what? It's pretty awesome. It's well, comp, very competently done, fun to watch, and a good uplifting story. So, yes. Uh, and number one, I've been deferring to your knowledge to say, what do you think of this movie? Is it a man cave movie? Is it a good movie? It's the Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Um, I will say, yeah, it's a man cave movie by all means. Uh, but as far as the trilogy goes, which uh, I know we've done, actually, we actually have reviewed both. Uh, the first and second one. This is my least favorite. I have to agree that, you know, they're trying to tie they're tying up loose ends or they're bringing it to a close it was the weaker of the three yes and it also there's a portent here where in my opinion you could see that sort of the steam and creativity was running out but instead hollywood gave peter jackson a big boatload of money and said keep it going yep. and <laughs> now have the hobbit series right yep so, uh, well, there you go. There, well, there you go, folks. That is the top 10 movies of 2003. Actually, it wasn't a bad year for movies, though. No. I mean, it was good no. I, mean I went actually in the theater. Let's see. What did I see? One, two, three, four, five. I saw five of them. Well, like I said, I just, um, I mean, a lot of them are not man cave movies, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're still good, solid movies. I mean, they don't have to be man cave movies to be worthwhile seeing. So. Speaking of which, yes. did you see the new feature I'm going to be putting on our uh, Facebook page? No. Our, our, uh, you mean the man cave Facebook page? Yes. Oh. Yes. I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to try to get to be regular on it. Maybe once a week. I'm going to put on a movie clip. With just a simple question, man cave or mainstream? Ooh, and I like it. it'll be, take a look at this film clip, and is this a man cave movie or is it a mainstream movie? And the, the one I threw out there was a clip from uh, Secondhand Lions. It's right. just something to think about, because, you know, that's a concept we talk about a lot. And, you know, listeners may not know it, but, I mean, We'll be talking about movies to, you know, like, let's do this movie. And, you know, one of us will pipe up, this movie is awesome. And the rest are going, like, that's not a man cave movie. Like, yes, it is. Like, well, like me and my princess bride try. You know, 
I want to do The Princess Bride, but like, no, that's not a man cave movie. It's a mainstream movie. I don't, I don't know. Princess Bride, I don't think that's a main, I mean. I know, I understand why people say it's not, but it's just such a hoot. Well, we, we have to throw it out there. I don't think I, I mean, I haven't seen that movie probably in. We don't need to do it. We got so many other ones. We need to do ones that are more man cave-ish. But again, that, what I'll be doing here is throwing out, you know, clips from, you know, recent and old, probably more older movies that I thought had man cave type potential. But I'll let the listeners decide if these are really equal to the task. All right. Well, there you go, folks. The challenge has been laid out. Uh, start looking on the Facebook page and please chime in. Have your friends chime in. Have everybody look at those and say, is this a man cave movie? Yes or no. So there you go. The challenge has been presented. All right. Well, that is it with uh, clips and some of our sidebars. So we're going to move on to the man cave movie review checklist of this great and fantastic film. Let's see. Where are we at here? All right. Number one. Did anyone jump out of a window? Man, I'm almost sure somebody did, but I can't think of it. I know. It, it, it's. I, I, I guarantee, at least on that subway train, somebody went through a window somewhere. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive somebody went through a window. Actually, it didn't a lichen jump through the window and then start ripping up the vampires inside? I think. You know what? You're absolutely right. There were two train scenes, and yes, they were right. They went through the window. So there you go. Uh, check Checklist one. All right, let's see. Number two. If you want him, come and claim him. Was there a Liv Tyler role in the movie? Well, I, I think we really I think no. We, I, Again, the main male lead is kind of less than dynamic. Uh, but I'm not going to throw him under that bus. I like that. Less than dynamic is damning with fade praise. My God. I'm still trying to figure out. I actually know people that are really good actors. Either it was either it's him or it was the director, but my God. That, I think it's the writing. I think that's just what they wanted him to be. Is it really? Because, I mean, it's like they could have just got, like, this cardboard cutout to just move around. Oh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's see. Number three. Son of a bitch must pay. All right. Was there a son of a bitch in this movie, and did he pay? There are several son of a bitches, and they kind of did pay, sort of. Well, there's really only one son of a bitch that I saw in this movie. Which one would you call the son of a bitch? Craven. Craven, yeah. Well, yeah, I was thinking Victor, but maybe not. Craven does. He's a son of a bitch, and he does pay. Yeah. Victor, I don't really see as a son of a bitch. Victor is just trying to preserve the uh, the pure purity of the bloodline. Yeah. Craven. Well, it goes back to what I was saying at the start of the show. When the writers decide we're going to name this guy Craven, <laughs> like like you know, we got the Morse code, we got the telegraph going. You might as well put on the big jumbotron. You know, watch this guy. He's he's going to betray somebody. You know, he, he's not strong. Just call it Benedict, right? <laughs> oh gosh! All right, <laughs> nice, well done, Ken. All right, number four. Was there a Wilhelm scream in this movie? I didn't hear one, but there should have been. Yeah, this movie screamed out for a Wilhelm scream. Uh, let's see. Uh, next. Here I go, 
Could the female role be better played by Tanya Katane? Again, we're talking in her prime. I'm going to say I'm maybe not better, but she could have pulled it off. I mean, she can glower and sulk and pout as good as Kate Beckinsale. Right. But there's something about that British accent. That, that you got it. There you go. That just That's the whole, that's what really puts it over the edge. You know, yeah. It's so much more sophisticated than sounding like you came from, I don't know, Chicago. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, not, not, no offense to uh, my friends out of Chicago. You guys have beautiful accents for Americans. All right, let's see. Uh, next. Was there a montage in this movie? I'm trying to think. Was, wasn't there a scene towards the middle where they go like, oh, my gosh, the lichens are coming. They have this whole thing where they're gearing up for the confrontation. Yep. That's that's what I thought. Yep. All right. Uh, let's see. Next. What the fuck? Uh, let's see. Was there a WTF moment in this movie? Uh, it's kind of hard. I'm going to say probably the, the you, you touched on it, the pulling the throwing stars out of the guy while he just sort of stands there and says, that is less than pleasant or something like that. <laughs> You're right. I wouldn't say it's, I mean, he's obviously a lichen and a supernatural being. So it just, I just said, you know, WTF, that looks painful, but eh, it doesn't really qualify. Yeah, close, that's the closest I could say. Because what, once you get into this movie a few minutes, it's like, okay, it's vampires, it's werewolves, it's supernatural. It's like, well, you got to, if you're going to keep going, you got to suspend your, dis, your disbelief. So, you know, the WTF moments are kind of thin because, like, you don't know what they're going to throw out there. Right. Once you've, once you've bought into vampires and werewolves, like, eh, you can throw a zombie in there. You can throw, <laughs> you know, aliens. I, I, I'd go along with it. I was waiting for the Pope come down and just say, you know, Damn you all to hell and just get everybody out. But that would have been awesome. That could have been. Or actually, what would have been awesome is, uh, oh, dang on. Uh, who was it? Oh, shoot. Who's the actor back in the 90s? They did that, uh, werewolf hunter or the, the vampire hunter movie, uh, James Woods. Oh, my God. You're talking about, oh, good Lord. Um, you could have thrown him and this, him and his posse into this movie, and it would have been awesome. <laughs> I remember. I think my daughter saw that. She said, "I don't ever want to see this movie again." She was like horrified. She's like, "It was the most gruesome, bloody thing she's ever seen." But it would fit. All right, and last, and certainly not least. And so it begins. Was there a Babylon 5 reference in this movie? Well, thank God you sort of. Uh, oh, hold on here. What the heck? I thought I had one. I'm, I'm looking at my notes here real fast. And I don't see it. I thought there was. And I told you there was. But evidently there's not. I'm sorry. I let you down. No, I saw in my research, I saw J. Michael Straczynski's name pop out someplace, but then when I go back to verify it, You it's... know what? That's ringing a bell because I thought I saw that too. 
I thought I saw that too when I was. I'm looking. It's gone. It, it, Hold on. I could have sworn it was there. This is maybe maybe it's another movie in the series. You know what? It might have been a different one. Maybe I was looking at another one because you know when you said that I was like, holy crap! I, I'll, I'll I, tell you what it is. Okay, this is where I went wrong. If you, if again, I'm doing my research like all serious students on Wikipedia. When you're looking at the writers for this movie for Underworld, no. If you pull up the article for Underworld, the entire series, in the written by section, there is J. Michael Straczynski. Oh, so he evidently got called in on one of the other movies. Okay, but not this one. So I, I got a. Take it off, but the entire. When you talk about the entire series, yeah, there's a Babylon Five connection. All right, well there you go. Ah, oh, very nice. All right, folks, that is it with the Man Cave Movie Review Checklist. It is now time for the Man Cave Movie Review of this great and fantastic film. All right, I'm so gonna say, why don't you do this one? You want me to do this one? All right, do this one. Yeah. All right, I'll do it. Well, you know what? I probably mentioned a few times throughout the course of this podcast, I am not a big fan of the vampire movie, nor the Wellroof movies, or any of that kind of stuff. But, that aside, I'm looking at this movie purely from an action movie standpoint. And it's great. Uh, it, and we talked about it a little bit earlier in the show, excuse me, that this movie, I think, really, I, I, I will I use the word borrowed a lot from the Matrix in terms of the look, the feel, the gunplay, a lot of that stuff that goes on. And it, it really, I think that's really why I liked it because I will admit I'm a fan of the Matrix. I do like the movie. I like the series. And they borrowed a lot of that look and feel from this movie. You know, and now again, the genre itself. You know, I'm not a fan. I've only seen this one. I saw the second one. I've not seen the third. I don't think, even think the fourth is out yet. But, you know, overall, I mean, action movie, you're not going to go wrong here. It, it's a solid movie. Uh, acting, okay, your two, your two main characters, eh, you know, Kate Beckinsale, like I said, she's great to look at. She's dressed in, uh, spray paint on, uh, you know, skin tight leather. Can't go wrong there. She's she's a beautiful woman. Uh, you know, is her acting bad? No, I don't know. I just, I don't really, I, I guess that's the thing. I mean, I look at some of these other actors like Bill Nye or Michael Sheen. Um, I think they're, and, and there's a lot of other actors we talk about that have a presence, have a gravitas. I don't know if because of their maturity or the fact that maybe they're stage actors. But, I mean, she played the role she was playing. And I haven't seen her, honestly, in enough movies to say she's a bad actor. I thought she was fine. Now that she, she, I'll just throw in, she, she is a decent, she's a good actress when she, when the role calls for it, but in this one, that wasn't what they needed. Right, and that and I think that's just it. Now, and, and that may be with this other guy, the, the guy that played the irrelevant <clears throat> female role in the movie, I joke, but he just kind of, he, he just didn't seem there. It was just like cardboard character. And maybe that's what it called for. I don't know. I've never seen the guy in any other movies. But, you know, from the standpoint of these are supposed to be your two main people, I was kind of unimpressed. Not so much with Kate, but with him. 
but overall, I mean, the performances by everybody else is fantastic in this movie. Uh, I am going, I am going to say beyond my bias of just not being a fan of this type of genre. I, and I will say this, just for clarification, I will watch this before I ever watch X-Men 4 or whatever the hell they are out with now. I will watch this before those. So that's where my level of genre is. I thought this was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, on an action level, yeah, I'm going to give this, uh, I'll give it a seven and a half. It's pretty solid. I liked it. Um, if they had, uh, I mean, if there's a little bit different, more writing for the, you know, for the male role in this movie, who was the, the, the Lycan dude, eh, I would have probably bumped it up, but I'll, I'll give it a seven and a half. Solid movie. I might actually go watch the others because I'm pretty intrigued. I want to see where this thing goes. So, there you go. 7.5. Okay. Uh, I have to give it a... I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a, a, a 6. Uh, I, again, it's competent. It's good. But I'm just not really... I mean, and, and I'm sort of like you. I mean, if, if I'm laying there on TV and it's on, I'll probably wind up watching it. But, you know, it didn't call to me. I mean like a werewolf in the night would call, but you know, it's, it's, it, 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 it's, you know, it's entertaining. And uh, again, good act. There's some good actors in here. Uh, some good acting, some, some very charismatic folks. I I've mentioned, I like the fact that they're, they're respectful of their, their story. Uh, they don't just, at least I, I didn't see any cases where you know, a lot of times you're going to deal with, you know, supernatural or things like that. You know, the writers just pull stuff out of their hat uh, or some of the orifice just to, you know, get a, an effect or a scene or something. Right. This one is like, they kind of thought back in the background, okay, this is how this works and this is what's going on. And, you know, they tried to make the movie fit that. And I, you know, as the movie developed, I respected that. Would I watch a sequel? Sure. I mean, I would. It's, I, I you know, I, I don't dislike this movie, but I can't say I really like it either. It's just sort of there. Uh, again, I'm kind of neutral on it. No, I, I agree with you. It's, and like I said, my seven and a half, that's probably high for me on this one. Um, but like Ken said, I mean, if it's on TV or if I've got nothing else to do, I'll pop it in. It's like, it, it's, you know, it's background noise. It's something I can, you know, look at while I paint minis. And like I said, um, you know, anytime you got Kate Beckinsale in a skin tight leather bodysuit, shit, that's worth five points right there. So I, I, don't disagree. So you know what? You can't go wrong there. No, but it, it's an enjoyable movie. I mean, I, you're you're not gonna if you haven't seen it, or you're not interested in the genre. You're not gonna lose sleep. You're not gonna lose any time over this. It's a solid movie. Uh, you know, again, some of the acting could have been better, but you could say that about a lot of stuff. But overall, I, I think it's a solid movie. You know, not bad. Uh, did we give Mark's review? I think Mark uh, made a comment to us. He texted us. Should we share what he said, or we do that? No, yeah, by all means, go ahead. Okay, um, crap, where's my phone? Because he texted me. All right, bear with me, folks, but you know what? I, I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to paraphrase. Uh, let's see. I'm channeling Mark right now. Okay. Well, I, I can tell you what it is. Okay, go ahead, Ken. I, I, well, i got to give me a second. I know you can edit this out. <laughs> there you go. I think he said, if I can read it properly, it was, 
There's a comment about the attractiveness of Kate Beckinsale, which you made, followed by Mark saying, well, her acting doesn't even rate the honorific of moderately competent. So I guess Steve likes superhero movies of a type now. Good grief. Underworld, let's just go full absurd of the genre and do Van Helsing. Is that how you remembered it? No, he said something else, or, or, or shit, maybe it was uh, Jeff. No, I just remember him saying something about this was nothing more than a uh, <clears throat> fantasy version of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, well, there's probably that, too. Yeah, I remember that part. But yeah, no. To me, I'll still fall back and just say it's The Matrix with uh, combined with a you know, little bit of Twilight. Yeah, no, I mean, that pretty much hits it. So there you go. Nice. Oh, gosh. Well, there you go. That is, that's it, folks. That is it with the Bank Cave Move Review of Underworld. And that is the end of episode 162. Good Lord, I had to look that up because I couldn't remember how many we've done. So until next time, check us out on our website at mancavemovereview.com and look for us on iTunes at mancavemovereview. Leave us a comment. Tell us if you like the show or didn't like it. Uh, look for us on Facebook, share us with your friends, and you can also follow us on Twitter at Men Cave Movie. So until our next show, which I promise will not be delayed like this one. We but, think we got the technical bugs out. It took a lot of work, yeah. but we're feeling much better now. Yeah. I I blame the Chinese. They have been hacking me this whole time, and I finally got them out. Chinese military intelligence, I'm is that sure, it? I'm sure it was that. Yeah, it was you, either, you, have the, you have lots of secrets. I'm telling you, it was either them or Spectre. Okay, well, it could be Spectre. That's, speaking know. of which, I'm waiting for that to come out. I'll, I'll be going to see it. I will too. All right. Let me know when you're going. I'll join you. All right. All right, so there you go, folks. That's it with the Man Cave Move Review. Hope you enjoyed the show. I am your host, Steve Michael, signing off with my very good and dear friend, Ken. He turns into a wolf every night. Run. Oh. Holy shit. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That's it with the Man Cave Move Review. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time. Until then, ciao.